So, jitta can turn. Sometimes it turns just because uh, you say the karma's right. You know, something strikes you and you oh, you let go, you lift up, you see something that, that your heart shifts in a particular way. A realization occurs. Sometimes this is just uh, meeting a wise person. You know, your perspectives. You pick something up, or of course the signs, aging, sickness, death. Jitta mm. mm. pauses, steps back, lifts up, and lifts up. If there's a sign of something to um, rise up to, qualities of goodwill, of faith, and mm. Harmlessness. It's turning, which you all experience, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Recognize that, notice that, realize that fundamental property, the, the liberation potential is that one is not embedded in this uh, ongoing role of circumstances you can cause something every day because the circumstances tend to coagulate become dense as we, in our lives and probably even more the external circumstances we might say the internal Circumstances that we call myself, you know, the panoply of moods and feelings and energies and reactions and so forth. Here we are again. And this, and turning from this is we call this the direction of samadhi meditation. Disengage doesn't mean you deny it or averse to it, yes, who is this? We're no, not looking for an answer, but just to use that to encourage a jitta, is a little more encouragement to lift from that. Maybe some support, you know, breathing, body, we anchor on. Because we experience the uh, inconclusive the way that that realm of our personal self doesn't arrive anywhere final, satisfactory, contented it's always becoming something else or trying to not become something the Vibhava, Bhava tides this isn't going anywhere apart from round and round so you see that this is a wisdom realization some degree of anything that can encourage one to to contemplate and also that gives you the uh, the basis so it isn't critical it's not thinking about yourself it's not 
trying to get away from yourself. It's just the basics whereby there can be a, a stepping out of that to some degree or another. And this is kind of what meditation is. Mm-hmm. When you use breathing, body, simple, something you can... Mm-hmm. Look at all this. And so then we, we can do that to some degree or another. Times the whole thing collapses and we just get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Convinced by ourselves, our, self, our views, our opinions, our projections of ourselves and others, scenarios and narratives we build up about this and that and this and that. And believe in it, get caught in it, and you start to suffer. Wait a minute, where's this going? First noble truth called attachment to the aggregates is dukkha. This is what's happening. Aggregates of perception, feeling, uh, activations, mental activations. Nama. So taking, uh, then realizing there is that capacity to put it colloquially again, to witness or to be with but not in. So we're not trying to numb out either. So it takes some doing because sometimes, you know, what we witness ourselves is quite uncomfortable to be with. You want to numb out. And sometimes you do. Or you distract because it's just too uncomfortable. And then gradually came back again, building up strength, faith, confidence to, you know, can I be with this uncomfortable feeling, disappointing energies, passions, you know, anger, fury, guilt, craving. This is why we use calming to just soften some of the edges of that experience and strengthening so that one mind can stand, one's awareness can stand in the face of uncomfortable feeling and pushy energies. And it's not a brittle, it's a spacious standing, liken it to the, uh, you know, this Qigong woman master, you just stand quite, quite relaxed, not tense at all, just completely connecting to the space and the ground, and not being able to be pushed over, it's not a hard strength, it's a soft, mysterious strength. The strength of disengagement, because in this we begin to tap into some resource that the untrained person doesn't even know they have. Without suppressing, without forcing, without running away, without fighting, you can stand 
in the presence of difficult feeling. Of course, the language is wrong, because it's not the you stand, it's the jitta. Because actually it's not in this. And that's the that's the bit you begin to recognize. So, you know, if I have an opinion, then my opinion will tend to clash, resist, I'll argue. My opinion is better than yours, I'll argue, I'll fight, I'll defend, feel strong with that. And suffering. If I don't have an opinion, your opinion arises, passes, it doesn't move me one way or another. It's actually stronger <laughs> than me fighting back. <laughs> in the sense of it remains in its immovable ease. Not saying this is something I abide in constantly. <laughs> but it can happen, you know. It, it can be there. And is that possible? And you think, well, that's interesting. Mm. Mm. This sutta, the first sutta of the Sanyutta, Nikaya, when the Buddha of Deva asked him, How did you cross the floods? I mean, these great torrents. So he says, We're not standing still if I'm not straining. So you're not kind of holding on against it, noisy straining. It's by ease, finding that place where the floods don't go. And that's the interesting piece. As a, you know, again, this is just language. There's a place where the floods and the tides of suffering don't go. It's not you have to push them away, they just don't go there. And our practice is to realize that that place rather than have a critical amount of strategies and efforts to keep you know backing everything down <laughs> and from the ordinary point of view it's both mysterious and also seemingly feeble you know you don't push back no you don't agree or disagree no you just and the tides don't because how they get you is they tides invite the jitter to leave itself <laughs> to leave its its basis and go out and fight you know and then of course it's lost its basis so then you, you know, then you get caught in it you become that it's like the story of a you know a man in the woods or a tundra or somewhere the other. He's got dogs and the wolves come round, and the dogs will kind of keep the wolves. You know, he keeps the dogs with him. But one wolf will tempt 
want the dogs to run and chase them. Once the dog leaves the pack, the wolves catch him. If the dog had stayed with the pack, just standing still in the face of all the snarling and yapping, nothing would have happened. Because it chose to engage, it left the safety of the pack, gone out and get killed. So the same thing happens. It leaves its own pure, silent, spacious basis and goes out and wrangles. I'll sort him out, I'll get that, you know, you can't say that to me, that's not right, and then, bam, gets beaten up, gets twisted, gets angry, gets upset, there's gain and loss, there's defeat, there's victory, and victory isn't good either, because you're in this kind of, you know, when you win, you mean you've created a loser, that's suffering, isn't it? Similarly, internally, you know, you're always fighting, beating, conquering, defending. We lose, Chitta loses its basis, its, its emptiness, its, its non-with, its, you know, its separation from conditions. And this is very much normal, of course, for the untrained mind, it's always off its rocker. <laughs> it's always half crazy. So, you know, it just goes out there fighting with the wolves all the time, even when there aren't any. <laughs> it creates them. <laughs> Remember, things that happened five years ago, fight them again. Or well, we create fantasies of what we could be and, cr- and rush out and try to get hold of that. Yeah. Or we calculate, scheme and calculate, sneak away from that safe place. So it really is uh, <laughs> not of the normal run of the mill reality. Uh, it's beyond uh, logic <laughs> but you can experience this and you experience it because of suffering because the mind is agitated and confused you do what you can to stabilise it and after a while something starts to click the, the way to stabilise it step back hold it with mindfulness Keep smoothly attending to it. Maybe some goodwill in there. Just and it, it settles. And so this is the you know samadhi aspect of the eightfold path training and. Um, Actually, you can call it the Eightfold Path. Sometimes it's written as a Tenfold Path. The other aspects being right knowledge and right liberation. So, with right samadhi, there's right know-how, right understanding, right comprehension, and deliverance, and then deliverance, liberation. So, wisdom, deep wisdom, arises from this 
experience that I've been describing, sense of some you can disengage, stabilize in that. And you begin to get some oh that's a perception. That's just that. And um, what we know about this is that these perceptions, meanings, impressions are what steer us. And uh, they're, very, they're very subjective. They're very uh, tainted by desire, by fear, by personal qualities, preferences, interpretations. So what do you steer yourself by? And disengage what's right intention. What's right intention from the disengaged What's honourable, what's clarifying, what's kindly, what's truthful. Steer steer by that. Sounds sensible, doesn't it? You know, what I know about perception. For example, you know, perceptions of people, which of course some of the most potent and, and... energizing and uplifting and tangling, confusing experiences that we have. Yeah. And you live in communities and largest communities, you know. Something that one said was simply just ordinary. And somebody thought it was really marvellous. Nothing special about that. And something you said you thought was just maybe a little bit sharp. And somebody said, oh, that was great. And something you sort of slipped out casually and somebody feels deeply hurt by that. And and probably, yeah. And different interpretations we have of each other. Uh, Including the interpretation one has of oneself, which is generally (laughs) none to exactly uh, that great but uh, after I just stopped doing it <laughs> and uh, recognize misunderstanding or misperception is pretty normal um, we just okay what's my intention now we're in this this is how it happens. Let's just try to maintain my intention now and way forward and clarify or clear or forgive or whatever. You know? And it's more or less in, in, internally, it's pretty much the same. This is not just a matter of psycho emotional housekeeping. 
But also, if you really use this, you bring in the fact of wise or deep attention. You only saw Manasikara. And this is directed. So, the chitta turns almost by itself, if it, certain perceptions are presented, it turns. You know. But the only Samanasikara is directed. Because you definitely, what's in there? What's that about? It's much more conscious and, and penetrative. And so the Buddha himself saying, you know, when my, con- my mind was concentrated pure, I directed it towards the destruction and the taints. And he directed it through this factor, deep attention, wise attention. What's this? What's this? What's this? Dependent on. And through this, realized, you know, the Four Noble Truths or the ending of suffering, becoming, liberation and so on, and directed. Destruction of the taints, the asava. And these are the I am formers, they're the currents out of which the I am um, experience crystallizes. So if we look into this aggregates, the Nama experience, the I am experience, there's a cascade of moves and feelings, and uh, you know, if you look into that, it's all changeable. There's something there that wants to hold on to it, or takes it, you know, defends it. What's that? Something wants to be in all this stuff. So that, you know, well, wants to be me. But right. <laughs> the right me. The happy me, the clear me, the... Uh. And around that, the various uh, justifications, excuses, uh, projections, so that I, what I will be in the future will be okay, or so that I'm seen as right and correct, uh, or, you know, I've freed myself from the past, or something like that. 
we fashion a particular reasonable future for ourselves. And it's like a survival. How to survive in samsara. Because that's where we are. Well, that's true. If you are in it, that's where you are. (laughs) And those tides will continue to catch you. So we look into the force that binds all these moods and feelings and impressions somehow because I'm a sensitive person, because, you know, I could be this, I was that, I will be that, I need to be this in the future. I hold on. And start checking that. Well, okay, well, since holding on is pretty easy to do, why don't you try dropping it maybe for half an hour? <laughs> you can always pick it up and cling some more later. Or maybe 15 minutes. 10? 5? Stop defending yourself, affirming yourself, creating and justifying yourself, negating yourself. Is that doable? If you think it's a good idea, this is where we need that, that uh, the strength that the unification of mind affords. Right now we're just safe space to, you know, look into this. And some of it's bound together with the fear, fear of loss of being, you know. And fear isn't something you can just smash. Uh, you it's a gently, the calming effect. You know, you can be, it can be this disengaged, quite peaceful, happy quality. Mm. You know, that enriches, just stay with that and relinquish what isn't of that nature. Just for now, relinquish what isn't of that contented, easeful quality. Or at least step back from it and don't engage with it. So this, you know, we can try this. This is directing, wisely directing. Because the factor here is to be able to differentiate which is the quality of wisdom is it differentiates whereas samadhi consolidates wisdom differentiates that's that, that's that, that's that, that's that, that's that this is the perception, this is the feeling you know, unpleasant feeling whatever it's wrapped around you know, one's life, one's duty, one's People, unpleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. And unpleasant feeling is natural. 
normal. It happens. You don't want it, but it happens. What's your relationship with that? There's got to be room to experience unpleasant feeling. Otherwise, life's going to keep continuing on the run. Now we're not looking at, you know, bamboo spruits under the fingernails, but inconveniences and, you know, conformities I don't really like very much, you know. But yeah, so boring, tedious, yeah, I mean, this is not torture. Not to say I, I should like it, but unpleasant feeling. Not trying to like it, but unpleasant feeling. Is there room for that? Because there has to be, since it happens. And then you, once, then you again come to that, the jitter sits back on its own basis. Uh, unpleasant feeling doesn't touch it anymore. It's when we lean forward to push away unpleasant feeling or blame somebody for unpleasant feeling or blame ourselves for unpleasant feeling you lose the basis and then it gets you <laughs> it's that bad unpleasant feeling doesn't penetrate and then it just kind of not there not where you are not where you you know where your chitta is So, you know, you can find yourself, you know, well, if I come to think about it, yeah, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. don't like that either. But I don't, I don't go there. Uh, it's better to just be here. Not you're not sensitive, but you're feeling the quality of release. You're feeling the quality of disengagement. Yeah, yeah that's pretty unpleasant. And you don't put... <laughs> or, or I can understand that, being <laughs> disagreeable. But there has to be wrong for unpleasant feeling. Since there are only three kinds, right? Where does that room occur? Where does that space occur? Okay, just put it another way. Where does that space occur when you and you if you get that, what will happen is your jitter sits back on its own foundation, not on the aggregates, not on nama, not on compounding, its own basis which is unconditioned. Right, so, you know, this is, I don't know how technical this sound feeling is, not very technical, is it? We all experience it. And what it does, what it does to you. You feel you've got to bear it, put up with it, shrug it off, okay, struggle through it, and doesn't really matter, after all, philosophize about it. No, that's not it. It's 
still trying to defend ourselves from unpleasant feelings by building up these you know, various subtle deflection modes. Because if I'm senses, if unpleasant feeling touches me, I won't, oh no. You know, the walls get in, I'll be ripped apart. It's not a logical thing, it's an instinctive, understandable, instinctive. But with particularly mental feeling, there's no walls there. <laughs> painful memory but they want to meet it that keeps it there we just acknowledging feeling feels and the witnessing of that this is why you strip it right down from the personal circumstantial to the fundaments whereby it seems somewhat abstract doesn't it you know I'm talking about you know what my cousin did da, 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 da. no talking about unpleasant feeling so it strips it down from the circumstance to the raw structure then you know, directing yourself to that away from the story into the where the point touches and then you know the instinct that I can't bear it I can't step back from that that agitation that's natural try to settle a little bit breathe in your body breathing in, breathing out until you find some support the feeling doesn't get you I don't want to feel guilty I don't want to feel I've done things wrong but I have done things wrong Probably every day I do something wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to feel that. Probably every day I say something I shouldn't have said, or I don't say enough, or I get it wrong somewhere or another. I don't. I don't want that to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, it's going to be dukkha, limited, unsatisfying, too much, not enough, doesn't quite make sense this way, that way. Just that you know, stay with the right intention, learn, steady, just follow through what you can. So that sense of um, having to be right. No one will be, you know, impervious 
Uh, you know, people criticize Ajahn Chah, hated him. Criticize Ajahn Sumedho, hated him. Criticize the Buddha, hated him. Why shouldn't they criticize and hate me? <laughs> or any one of us. What's so special about you? <laughs> so you're not kind of saying well, I don't care, but you're trying to be conscientious and sensitive and so forth. It's still, I don't want to be kind of uptight, fearful all the time. Okay, feelings like this. You know, the sense of the fallible ego is like this. And now, bring it back, clarify, try to, you know. So, you know, this is the way you, you cultivate. Otherwise, you'll be in the law courts forever, rights and wrongs. This capacity to accept the presence of dukkha as long as a personal failing the characteristic and not to just philosophize and mean one's no longer responsible for one's actions because the response is you know right intention keep coming back to that same with meditation Everyday failing, everyday continuing. You know, it's the ability to come from one failure to the next without faltering. This we regard as progress. <laughs> because there's something beyond that that begins to be discerned through the fallibility of conditions and conventions and circumstances mm. this is the deliverance jitta sits in itself passion dissolves boundaries definitions dissolve you won't.